Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. So before we hop into today's episode, I have some super exciting news for you. I am actually launching my membership site on the 28th of November for just $35. And this is going to be open from the 28th until the 3rd of December. So make sure that you hop on this. But before you hop on it, I actually am giving you a chance to try it out for free for five days. So if you actually want to go to the link down in the description and subscribe for my five-day free guide, you're going to get your workouts, you're going to get weekly education, and you're going to get nutritional tips in order to make this more of something that's going to be long-term and more of a lifestyle for you. So with the five-day guide, that's exactly what you're going to get with the membership site. Every single week, I'm going to be doing lectures for you. I'm going to be giving you your workouts and giving you all the tips that you need in order to find out how to eat best for a balanced lifestyle and for your body specifically. And not to mention, we also have the awesome private Facebook group where I'll be sharing lives every single week and you'll be able to communicate with other badass women who have the exact same goals as you. So if that's something that you're interested in, go ahead and copy your free guide down in the description. But without further ado, my friends, let us hop into today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. So today I have the honor of speaking with uh, Brian DaCosta, who is uh, pretty close to me here in California, but uh, things weren't always out here for him. So I'm really excited for him to share his journey with you guys because he's been through um, quite a bit and we have uh, actually a very, very different people, but a very similar past. So um, Brian, welcome on to the Strive for Strength podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled. I'm excited to, uh, to have a conversation. Yeah, sweet. I can't wait to uh, see, see what we have for the listeners. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about kind of where, where fitness really started for you, because I know that's kind of segued into where you are now. So what really got you into fitness? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I grew up, you know, I feel like this is a like it starts out commonly this way, but I start, I grew up active, right? I grew up playing. <laughs> the cliche story, right? Yeah. yeah. I grew up active, found the gym. No, but that's, it's an authentic story to me. I'm the, it's yeah. true. I was, uh, I was a soccer player. I was a cross country runner. Um, always act, always active, but just like a skinny kid, honestly, and, um, always enjoyed training. And then I found the weight room in high school and started taking it seriously in, uh, in college, like at university, because obviously sports stop at that point, unless you're a, unless you're an all-star and you go on to play collegiate ball, which I just didn't do. Um, and then, and then that really, that really kicked off my journey, like going to my student, I went to West Virginia University, going to my student rec center, like balancing social life, school, in the gym, finding programs on like bodybuilding.com and like learning what macros are, like the whole shebang. I was like total newbie right around 20. 1920. And, um, that's really, that's really how things initiated to start. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. So I, it's so crazy. I'm, our past are even more similar than what I thought I started off as a cross country runner myself too. Um, <laughs> and I know for you, um, things kind of dipped pretty low for you at one point in your fitness journey. So do you mind kind of speaking onto that as well a little bit? Okay guys, just really quickly. If you have one second, please go ahead and screenshot this episode and repost it for me. 
Give it a review if you can. Obviously, the bigger that we grow this army, the better that it's going to be to help more people. So if you guys wouldn't mind to just take a few moments to just go ahead, review this podcast, and share it with your friends, your audience, I would appreciate it so, so, so much. Thank you, guys, and back to the episode. Yeah, of course. No, there's – and I've had a few lows, and it's it's amazing – to see the commonality between those who have uh, social clout and like a big social platform or uh, is an influencer, quote unquote influencer that we say, like the, the common thing I see is like a, a dark place and like a rock bottom that really sparked that um, drive to want to inspire others. And like, uh, it's no different for me. I, I started dieting. Let's cut to the chase. Started dieting in a very poor way. Um, I was very low calorie. I was trying, cause I was trying to be the shredded. I was trying to be the shredded guy that like had a six pack all the time. And so it was a lot of doing cardio and then weight training, but then under eating and long story short, really, um, really developed a, a bad binge eating disorder where I'd go throughout the day eating really low calorie. I wouldn't be able to sustain that. Obviously my body'd be yelling at me, demanding nutrition, nutrients, food focus, the whole nine. And then by the end of the day, I would crack open like, remember the first time I binged, I was visiting a girlfriend in the town next to me and I hadn't eaten like anything all day. And I got home, it was like 6 p.m. I specifically remember grabbing honey bunches of oats out of the cupboard of my parents' house and just pouring a bowl, eating it. And then I wasn't, I literally was not able to control myself because of the, because the hunger and the, like the sugar rush. And I finished the whole uh, box of cereal in like literally five minutes and that was the first time I experienced like, like, what did I just do? Did I really just have a, and I was really confused and lost and that spiral, like it, it continued. It became like a cycle for me. And then that transitioned into uh, myself getting sick, like feeling so guilty when I would binge that I transitioned to bulimia, right? Where it's like, okay, I've, I've like undone all my progress that I made. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm panicking. I need to get rid of all this food that I've eaten. And, and this became a, a bad cycle for me relatively quickly, uh, right about my, my freshman year of college and continued in spurts for about four years. Um, and it would come and go, you know, there'd be times where I would have a binge eating and purging episode like almost every day in a week. And then I would be fine, quote unquote, fine for a month and, and I wouldn't binge and I would eat normally. So yeah, that was, that was one of my that dark lows. And I felt so lost as a man, like so confused, like this is something that, that girls struggle with. Like who am I to be struggling with this? Like this is a, like girls have eating disorders. Guys don't. There was a whole identity thing with it. Super guilt. Um, yeah, not a fun time. Yeah, and that's awesome that you can have that vulnerability towards it too. Because like you said, um, with a lot of it like being stereotypical and it's statistical too, you know, more females with it than men. Um, so it's awesome that you're able to share that. So for you, what really was like the turning point that you were able to kind of um, focus more on your like recovery and really dive into the world of bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah. So like the the eating disorder formed in unison with my discovery of bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like researching macros, calories, like understanding I needed to be in a deficit, taking that Uber seriously, like oh no, I've gone over my macros. Like, what do I do? Yeah. So I honestly think like my, like night, my education getting into bodybuilding actually really exacerbated that struggle with eating. Um, and then 
And then, but then over time I was able to find a healthy balance slowly, but surely with nutrition. I went and saw a psychologist, met with him once he helped me a little bit, uh, really reading and doing personal development work is what got me through it on my own. And to, to have the awareness that, Hey, I'm actually damaging myself. So transitioned out of that, that eating disorder phase of my life, thankfully. And I, I don't struggle with that present day and haven't. So I'm grateful to say that. Um, but, uh, but then I also kind of hit another low point after the, you know, after the eating disorder where I started my corporate career as an accountant after college. So this is, this is five years ago at this point, um, you know, age 22 and really didn't like my job. I was doing it for all the wrong reasons, like just for money, society to please my parents, like all the, all the reasons why we start jobs that Mm -hmm. don't like. Right. Um, and that sent me pretty far down. Like I was lost, confused. I was still going to the gym religiously, uh, knew that it was my passion. Like everyone knew that oh, Brian's going to the gym, like in the office, it was like, Brian's the fitness guy. Very like clear that that's what I love to do. And it didn't occur to me like that the stakes are very high until I got in a, a bad car accident about, so that's two years ago at this point, I was driving home from work to actually to visit my, my parents who live in a town outside of Washington, DC. I was living in Washington, DC at the time. And long story short, totaled my car and crashed into an embankment. And the accident was so bad, they sent a preacher to the scene to read me my final rites because they were sure that I had died. And I was, there was not, not a scratch on me. Like I was fine. Wow. Uh, I had the airbag deployed, but thankfully, like, I think I had a sore knee. But other than that, I was completely good. But car was totaled, police, you know, sirens, preacher, the whole like I was so visibly upset. My dad drove hours to pick me up because I didn't have a ride. And, and that was like, that was a wake up call and like not right away, but in the coming weeks and really coming months going back to work, just thinking like I literally almost died and like my friends finding out about the story, my coworkers and I'm literally living a lie. Like I feel like I'm living a lie. I'm not living my purpose and that's where my, my transition into fitness started to really take hold. Yeah, and I know now for you, um, having a really successful online coaching business, um, tell me a little bit and, and the listeners a little bit about kind of what segued you into that. I know um, you had uh, you were in the bodybuilding.com spokesmodel search, right? Yes. So was that kind of like a kickstart for you or where was it that you really found like the passion for fitness where you wanted to start helping other people? It's, it was really organic to be honest, it was, so for me, it was never, it was never like, I'm going to start this business and I, and I want to help so many people like transform and like grow a business out of it. It, That wasn't the focus that started. It really started with me sharing content for free on Instagram and and YouTube. Like I started making YouTube videos. Um, I had edited my, my father is a a coach and a personal development coach and has a YouTube channel. So I edited his videos a lot when I was younger. So I knew how to edit videos. So I got the bright idea of like, I'm just going to make my own fitness videos now and show the balance of being an accountant and going to the gym. And, uh, it wasn't until, um, I started doing that consistently posting YouTube videos, posting on Instagram that I entered the bodybuilding.com spokesmodel search. Cause I heard about it 
and bodybuilding.com really likes those who have a social presence and post consistently. So fortunately I made it to the top, the top five and got second there. And that's when it became really real and like started to gain followers really quickly and like, you know, subscribers and whatnot. And I was like, holy shit, I'm just like an accountant to like kind of pursuing this fitness thing on the side, but it's becoming like really real. And I'm getting messages from people saying something I said in a video changed their life. And, and at that point I was like, wow, like this is, this is something that can be much bigger than even what I anticipated. And, uh, and I resisted starting even at that point I wasn't considering starting a coaching business and and honestly it wasn't until a guy that watched my YouTube channel who lived near me in Washington DC emailed me I don't know where he found my email and was like hey actually it was probably on my Instagram either way either way he messaged me he's like hey I want to pay you to coach me literally like emailed me and said this how much and what can you offer me and girl I was dating at the time was like do it like do it he's literally saying coach me and that was like my, my first idea to start the coaching business was literally someone telling me to coach them <laughs> so I was like oh, okay like 500 bucks for 12 weeks like <laughs> training nutrition throw out see- something random so that you can <laughs> yeah like no life. no idea I had nothing nothing created no training plan no nutrition like nothing it never and he's like yeah how do I pay and I'm just like oh shit like this is real hell yeah like I'm making like, this is like a side business that's starting. This is so cool. And like, I get to change his life and I get to get paid for it. And like, that was my first client. His name's Johnny. Still talk to him to this day. And now um, it's moved on to three clients, then five. And then it kind of just grow from there. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, something that's super exponential, especially if you obviously resonate with people as a coach. And for you, as far as it goes with coaching, because I know for me, myself, having a coaching business now, um, there are a lot of I think misconceptions and I think it's really glorified when it comes to online coaching Um, just because a lot of people think on the back end, there's not that much work that goes into it because, you know, like you said, a lot of us are quote unquote influencers. So our lives look a lot easier from the outside. So for you, as far as it goes with coaching, like what are some things that you really had to work towards for yourself in order to be there for your team and for everyone else who you're really coaching? Yeah. So that is, that is first, that's an amazing question. And that's a question that only a coach would know to ask (laughs) because someone, someone else who's not in this space truly doesn't understand that, that the dichotomy that is like online coaching, but yeah, it's, it's such a delicate dance between, you know, making time to, you know, post on social, which, you know, which we have that deep drive as, as coaches and as quote unquote influencers. We need to think of a better name for that. By the I way. know it has such a, <laughs> it's such a negative connotation. Yeah. People who post on social platforms, social, uh, yeah. leave that up to the listeners. I think of a new name for influencer, but, but yeah, so, so balancing, creating valuable content for free to help individuals and also those that invest in us and pay for our personal attention. And, that's, that's always been a, a delicate dance for me. And I, I had a, a crossroads really when I first started like a year and a year and a half ago, things really started to pick up where it's like, okay, I can do one of two things. I can either, I can either like go this pure influencer route and double down on, cause my YouTube was growing really quickly at that time and double down on posting videos every day. Like I like editing. I can do that easily posting on Instagram every single day. I could do that and like grow the, subscriber count and all these like glorified analytics 
or I can actually like build relationships, like real human relationships and pour into the people that actually, like I actually connect with and want to work with me. And I'll be clear, like that was a tough decision because like the, like the potential for like, like this fame is in your mind. It's like, oh, but I could like, at the rate I'm growing, like you do the math, like I could be at 500K subscribers in three years or whatever right. it is. I have like sponsorships and do all of that kind of stuff. Sponsorships, and, right? And it's all just like, oh, and then I'm not gonna, and then I'm gonna be all that. And like, there's that thought, but then there's like, okay, well, you're also, you're also changing people's lives. Like people are investing in you. You're giving them a path they're, you're holding them accountable. You're listening to their struggles, their pains, celebrating their wins, and you're actually seeing them lose 20 pounds, lose 30 pounds. And I made the decision to to back off of social a bit. Like obviously, I still post, but not pour nearly as much time specifically into YouTube because it's so time consuming. And to pour into the coaching business, like what systems do I have to use? How do I onboard a client? Do I get on the phone with them? Do I do a video call with them? Do I, how do I have them check in? Do I hire coaches? Will my clients hate me if I hire a coach? Like all these, all these things like to work through that's not pretty at all. That's a lot of just sitting at the computer, not being on a beach, being in a quote unquote influencer. Like I chose, I chose that because like at the end of the day, like we don't know where social is going to go. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but these connections, yeah, yeah. But these connections that we build are real are very real and we're, and we're changing lives. And I, and I think, you know, that's, that's the most important thing at the end of the day. It's not, it's not how many likes did I get? And I mean, you know, this, you know, this more than that. Exactly. And I think, um, you know, for me, one of the biggest things that I've found is, um, with, with the business, you know, obviously like a lot of it's surrounded with like sales, you know, learning different systems for your coaching business so you can automate things and obviously grow because you want to be able to help more people. And the only way you're going to do that is by serving people. And, for me personally, I started off with having absolutely no system where it was like, oh, I got a nice little DM. Like, let's just go for it. And I was kind of like you on like Google Docs and like my things were just all over the place. Like when you said when you started. Um, and so for you, like what was something that whether it be, you know, more mental health focus or for your business, you found that really helped you grow as a coach? Yeah, I think it comes down to energy. So it comes down to like protecting your energy as an entrepreneur because, you know, and this ties into the glorification of entrepreneurship. Like what you don't realize when you enter this space is like what comes with being your own boss, like what comes with that label. It's not pretty. It's like, yes, you have all the upside, but you have all of the work and you make the decisions. You push the business forward. If you slack off for a day, well, you don't get paid. If you bust your ass that day, you may get paid or all your efforts may be in vain because you're focused on the wrong thing. Like there's a lot of like, what do I even focus on? I don't even know what I need to make a decision on. Right. So think of these things in a corporate job. We <laughs> were handed on silver platter. Here are your KPIs. Here's what you have to do, do your job. And then you can leave and not think of work. We don't have that luxury. So for me, it came down to energy protection. Like what are the things that are going to push my business forward that I need to pour my efforts into? So you know, so like sales, right? I don't like calling it sales, but like building connection with potential clients. So what does that involve? Probably getting on the phone with them, building a connection. How are you? Where are you from? What, what are you committed to creating with your wellness routine? That's a lot of time. Uh, and then building their plan, making sure it's right for them. Um, and all the things that go into that. And then, and then there's the content creation part of the day, right? Where, okay, I need to stay relevant. I need to 
you know, market my business, which is me. I need to post workouts. I get to post uh, mindset help, you know, nutrition, whatever it may be. Um, really coming, really comes down to like, if you're going to go into business for yourself, understand that you are a business and you need to do, you need to focus on the things that are going to push your business forward. Um, and then starting from that space and creating time in your calendar for those activities. Like if you're not getting a lot of leads, like, okay, have you carved out time to message a bunch of people who engage with your content? Oh, if you haven't, and you're just at the gym taking butt selfies while well, you're actually not a business owner, you're a fake, like you're, yeah. you're not doing what's needed to push the business forward. So really like getting clear, I think on the things that are going to push you forward as a business owner, and then understanding the fact that we only have so much time during the day, we can't do it all, right? Like we only have so much willpower before that day's done and we're just toast and capped out mm-hmm. and we can try again the next day. So, um, so yeah, really, because I burned myself out so much the first year, just like, I'll say yes to anyone. I'll work with anyone. Yes, I'll work with you, but I'll also like create this content and I'll also try to look like I have a great life and this and that. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. and then you end up like looking in the mirror, like I haven't had time for myself in a month. Like, yeah. I literally just posted on my Instagram story today. It was like, hey, I'm finally taking care of myself after almost two years of coaching. I'm like, hey, I can actually like sit back and take some time to myself. And I've realized as of recently, like my clients are doing so much better because I'm doing better and you're able to devote more attention to them too. So for you, if you had like any kind of self-care, any recommendations that you would give to, especially young coaches coming into the industry, because I think, um, you know, even me just being 20, like I was very naive and like very... um, I just didn't really know exactly like how to take care of myself. So for you, do you have like any kind of rituals, like anything that you do on a daily basis before you like hop on calls with clients or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so I use something called the productivity planner. Uh, I'm not sure the business that, that started it, but you can just Amazon productivity planner or just like a black uh, planner. And it's really simple. You, you literally just lay out five tasks for the day that are like the most important that if you got nothing else done during the day and only those five things you'd consider the day a success, I make a list every night before I go to bed of like exactly what I need to do. And it breaks it down into how to accomplish each of those tasks in the planner, but you don't move on to the next one until you've literally finished the first task and then the second and then the third. And it may sound easy, like, Oh, you just go one by one, but it's so freaking hard to do that <laughs> with the distraction that we have these days mm-hmm. calls coming in texts instagram notifications facebook uh, all of it so so it's a it's something to channel your focus like so i'd say that planning your day and then when you start your day so for me i get up really early to train because la traffic is crazy if i try to make mm-hmm. it to the gym later so i get up at four i make it to the gym by five and couple things before that is I, I do take a cold shower just to wake my ass up because I'm not a morning person by nature. Right, 4 a.m. is early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that also comes with going to bed early. Like, I'm in bed by 9. Same way. Baby grandma over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. So, so bed early, get up early, gym early. And then I read affirmations. Um, and to some, that may sound hokey and, like, woo-woo, but I truly do believe in, like, putting the good into our brain and, like, setting – the intention for how we want to show up in the day, because if we do not do that, we, we, we default into reaction mode as human beings and we let the day happen to us. 
instead of us standing as source and power and like saying, no, like I'm committed to being a powerful leader today. I'm committed to having grace for my clients and all my friends and family. Like reading those things out loud in the car for me is like me reminding myself of who I want to be. Yeah. Does that, does that make yeah. sense? And you just kind of sit there and you're like, shit, like I just said that. Like that's what I am. <laughs> like that's how you start to feel. And it's another thing too, Brian, is, you know, I'm the same as you. So I'm a 5 a.m. I wake up at 5 a.m. And yes. the funny thing is, is people are like, why? You work from home, you can wake up whenever. But it's a matter of setting the tone for the rest of the day. Like I know I'm going to get shit done in the morning. I know that I'm going to set the tone. Um, for me, I do a five-minute journal. So it's something really similar. It's yeah. um, affirmations, gratitude, and then setting two intentions for the day. So kind of similar. Um, that's another good resource. I think it's like $10 on Amazon for anyone out there listening who um, needs anything of a resource. So that's something that I think is incredible, just really setting the tone for the day, just like you said. Um, but one other thing I really wanted to touch on with you too is because I know coming from the corporate world, um, and you know, you were obviously still really young when that was something that was going on. And a lot of my listeners um, are more towards the millennial generation. So if you kind of had like a bit of advice on pursuing what it is that you love to do, because I know obviously online fitness coaching was more of your calling than, you know, sitting in an office and going to be a CPA or accountant or, you know, doing anything like that. So what, what kind of advice do you have for people who are young and feel like, you know, maybe it's their parents holding them back or the fact that they have student debt or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So if that's you and you're listening right now, say go deep with yourself and do whatever you need to do to go deep with yourself and 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 assess why you're in the situation you're in whether whether you're displeased with your job or your major and and really evaluate like why you're why you're not happy i think it's so important in our distracted society these days to actually take time for ourselves so so spend some time alone for a day like go out to one of your favorite locations where you can be alone, write on this stuff, journal on it, like generate some awareness. And, and also ask yourself the question, like, am, do, am I not pleased with my life right now because I'm simply comparing to someone else? And because I want to, you know, I see someone else living a life that I want to live and I want to have their life. Or is it because you genuinely have a, a calling to make a, a deeper impact than you're making right now? and you're ready to do whatever it takes. Because for me, um, what I realized was when I first like got into online business was I have to generate so much more passion than I currently have right now and go so much deeper into my why and the reason why I'm doing this. Because if you're not in tune with this, and, and let's say a listener, you're, you're considering entrepreneurship and going into online business for yourself, there are going to be some of the lowest days you've ever experienced of being lost, confused, feeling broken, wanting, like I've wanted to go back to my job many times. Like I've had that thought like, oh, I could just go back. You know, there's going to be times where you get challenged deeply. And I want you to understand listening, like those, those times are going to come and just understand that stepping into like a new area of life, like entrepreneurship, for example, since that's the topic of discussion, it's not, it's not, uh, there's no glory around it, right? It's, it's just another avenue to, to make an impact. And if you feel you can make a bigger impact there and you've got deep passion for it, then it's available to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's incredible. And you know, it's one of those things too, nowadays people don't really see it. And I think it comes from a little bit of an older generation, even people who are maybe just not so in tune with it, but social media is the next big thing. And I'm a huge fan of Gary Vee. I don't know if you are, are a big follower of his, yeah, but 
he's awesome, right? So he always says it, but social media and the internet is the next big thing for us. And we're seeing it happen. You know, a lot of, a lot of online businesses, not just online fitness coaching are coming about. So I would say like, if you have a passion for it, like run with whatever it is and don't let what other people are trying to say to you, especially things like parents or friends, just because it's a social norm to, you know, do this, that, and the third, go through traditional education. You know, there are plenty of other opportunities like mentorships, um, you know, educational courses, certifications, you can get education and I value education because, you know, obviously I have to kind of credit myself. Like I did leave school, but I've invested in mentorships and I've made sure that I'm getting my credentials in order to continue to learn. And that's another thing I think that just comes along with if you want to pursue a passion, make sure that you're also, you know, steering in the right path to do it the right way. So making sure you're taking care of the educational value as well as the the personal development too. So um, yeah, awesome, Brian. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on today. I would love to tell the people where they can find you so they can get a little bit more of, of your value. Yeah, definitely. So, so everyone listening. Yeah. So currently I do online fitness coaching. I also do online business mentorship. So um, aspiring online fitness coaches could come on and set up their business in the right way and scale it the right way. And also I'm getting into music production because music is a passion of mine too. I follow uh, your SoundCloud. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. love it. You like electronic music? Yes. I love it. EDM and stuff is my, is my jam. It's the gym fuel. It's the yes. Gym fuel. It's everything. It's yeah. everything. Cool. Yeah. So, so follow along for any of that, uh, you know, fitness, music, motivation. I'm on Instagram, just my name, Brian DaCosta and YouTube named Brian DaCosta and also Facebook, which if you'd like to connect on Facebook, we'd be glad to connect with you. It's just my name, Brian DaCosta. Cool, Brian. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Strive for Strength podcast. And I will be with you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much.